Today we're stepping outside of the norm. We're going to take a step outside of the box and hear from a good friend of New Life Community. I hope you're impacted as you listen. all 20 minutes that Pastor Ryan gave me so y'all can breathe a sigh of relief. We're going to hit it and we're going to quit it. Amen. (laughs) If you got your Bible, turn to Matthew chapter 14. If you have your cell phone, your iPhone, whatever you got, turn to Matthew chapter 14. And we're going to pick up at verse 22 and we're going to go to verse 33. Matthew 14, 22 to 33. All right. And the word of God reads, Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but the boat was already a considerable distance from land buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly you are the Son of God. Just for a few minutes, I want to encourage us to walk in victory. Walk in victory. You see, my brothers and sisters, we have come here today to celebrate God and each other. And while we have assembled to worship and to fellowship together, I am mindful of the fact that even though this is a happy day, and even though this is a joyous occasion, even though there is excitement in the air, even though we look nice and we sound nice in service, some of us have walked in here today broken. You see, we're smiling on the outside, but we're crying on the inside. And we've masked the pain that we're feeling with makeup and painted smiles. I'm here to tell you that we've dressed up our hurt that's inside of us with nice clothes and nice shoes, and we've hidden our discomfort. When people ask how we're doing by hiding behind cliches like, I'm okay, I'm doing fine, or I'm blessed and highly favored. When the truth of the matter is, we're in turmoil and despair. Why? Because we live in a fallen world where turmoil and chaos is all around us. We can't get away from it. You turn on the news, disorder and destruction are there. You log into the internet, devastation and desolation are there. We talk to family, friends, and we even look at our own circumstances sometimes and we find depressing and discouraging situations. And we've gotten so used to hiding what we're really feeling, experiencing, thinking, and witnessing. But if we're going to be real this morning, the truth of the matter is sometimes it's hard pretending to be all right when everything around you is going so wrong. 
I'm here to tell you it's hard sometimes to be encouraged. When you turn on the TV and you hear about all of the mass shootings that are taking place all across the world, it's hard sometimes to smile when you have a political system that's at extreme odds with each other. It's hard, saints, sometimes to be happy when you continue to hear about people of color being wrongfully mistreated even to the point of death. I'm here to tell you that it's hard sometimes to be uplifted when gas and food and supply prices are rising and your paycheck stays the same. It's hard sometimes to be inspired when you or someone you love is sick or struggling financially or having problems in school, on the job, or at home. It's hard sometimes to smile when you feel isolated, alone, or rejected, when you're battling addictions, mental illness, or suicidal thoughts, or when you're having difficulty recovering from childhood traumas, family stresses, and church hurts. If we're going to be real this morning, it's hard sometimes to be happy when you experience day in and day out problems on every hand. But the good news is that God sent me here to tell you to be of good cheer. You see, in this world, we will have trials. In this world, we will have tribulation. But he who has overcome the world is he that's inside of each and every one of you. And you can have peace. And you can have joy. And you can walk in victory in spite of what you face because you are in God and God is in you and our God is more than enough. God told me to come here and tell us today that we better walk in victory. Well, how do you walk in victory, pastor? Well, I'm so glad that you asked. Let's look at the scripture. In verse 22, it says immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. And later that night, he was there alone and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Well, step number one, in order to walk in victory, you better expect some storms in life. I'm here to tell you that storms are inevitable. They are a part of the world that we live in. The reality is in this life, if you're not in a storm right now, you either just came out of one or you're getting ready to go into one. We can't avoid storms and we can't ignore storms. You can't go over them. You can't go under them. You can't go around them. You got to go through them. If you look at the scripture today, the disciples were in a storm, a natural storm, but a storm nonetheless. The Bible says the disciples were in a boat that was being buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. When you look up the word buffeted, it means to be battered. It means to be struck repeatedly or violently. It means to be knocked over or off course. So here in the text, we find the disciples, Jesus' followers, being tossed and driven, battered and beaten in the midst of a storm. My brothers and my sisters, 
If Jesus' original chosen disciples experienced storms, then we who are now disciples of Christ should expect some too. For there are going to be some times in our life when we are going to be buffeted by the ways of the world because the enemy is against us. Life is going to knock us around. Life is going to beat us down. Life is going to pound us hard. And when those spiritual storms come our way, we had better expect and prepare for them or they're going to knock us over and off the path of righteousness. Ephesians 6.13 calls for us to put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, we will be able to stand our ground. Notice the scripture doesn't say if the day of evil comes. It says when because difficult days will come for us because we're believers doesn't mean we'll be exempt from storms. We can expect them. As long as sin abounds in the world, trouble will be present too. But I'm here to tell you that we, hallelujah, somebody, who stand on the Lord Jesus Christ, we understand that tests and trials will come to make us strong. We understand that the storms of life, they will build our character and they will deepen our faith. But, saints, we got to expect them and we got to be ready to call on God when they come. That's step number one to walking in victory. Travel down further in that verse with me. Uh, verse 25, it says, Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, Jesus said. Step number two in order to walk in victory, we have to believe that God can do the impossible. You see, in the scripture, the disciples saw Jesus walking on water, and they were afraid and cried out in fear. I find it ironic that the people who walked and talked with Jesus for years, now in their time of need, didn't know who he was or what he was capable of. Sounds like us sometimes today. You see, instead of rejoicing at the sight of the Savior in the midst of the storm, the disciples were terrified because they didn't realize the one before them was the one who specializes in things that seem impossible. The disciples were terrified because they didn't know the one before them was the one who could do exceedingly and abundantly above. Hey, somebody who knows what I'm talking about, that, uh, that could ever ask or think. The disciples were terrified because they didn't understand the one who was before them was the one who could calm the wind and make the waves behave. My brothers and my sisters, if you want to walk in victory, then you got to believe and you got to know in your heart that your God, our God, sir, he can do the impossible. I'm, t I'm here to tell you that we serve a God that can do the supernatural. We serve a God that can do the incredible, unimaginable, inconceivable, unbelievable, indescribable, things that no one else can do. When the storms of life come, if you want to be victorious, you got to put your faith in God who can do impossible things. If it's sickness that you're dealing with today, you got to believe that you serve a God whose stripes by you are 
you're healed. If it's financial trouble that you're dealing with this morning, you got to believe that God said you will be the head and not the tail. You will be a lender and not a borrower. And you got to know that God's got the power to shift you from a position of poverty to a position of prosperity. If it's people, if it's people that's coming against you, uh, you got to know that God sent in his word. He made your enemies your footstools. And I'm here to tell you that God got the power to change those who are coming after you around so that they bless you. That's our God. We serve an awesome God. We serve a mighty God. We serve a great God. We serve a wonderful God. We serve a God who wants to see you win. So when the storms of life are raging and in order for us to declare the victory you gotta know that Emmanuel God with you is there and he can do and he will do the impossible that's step number two to walking in victory now travel with me a little further down that scripture verse uh, 29b says that Peter got out of the boat walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. The Bible says immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshiped him saying, truly, you are the son of God. Step number three. And my final step, in order to walk in victory, we have to set our eyes on God and not our storms. I want, I want to say that one more time. In order to walk in victory, we have to set our eyes on God and not our storms. You see, God's word reminds us that we who are believers, that we walk by faith and not by sight. You see, saints, it doesn't matter what is happening to us or around us. All that matters is come what may. We keep our eyes set on God, God our way maker. God, our miracle worker, God, our promise keeper, and God, our light in the darkness. In the scripture, for your very eyes, Peter was able to experience the supernatural when his eyes were set on Jesus. In the midst of the storm, guess what? Peter was able to get up, and Peter was able to get out of the boat and walk on water and head toward Jesus. Peter was walking in victory, rising above the storm he was currently encountering. But when Peter took his eyes off of Jesus and his focus shifted back on the storm, Peter became afraid. And the Bible says that Peter began to sink. My brothers and my sisters, in this life, we are going to experience some storms. And if we focus on our circumstances rather than our God, we, like Peter, will sink in 
the sea of despair. But when we look to God in our moments of fear, when we seek God in the midst of our pain, when we look to the one we know who is our shepherd, our light and salvation, our lion of Judah, our rose of Sharon, our lily in the valley, our alpha and omega, our bright and morning star, we know that we will be delivered, hallelujah, in our time of need. For the Bible says that God is a very present help in the time of trouble. Oh, somebody knows what I'm talking about. You want to be victorious? You better set your eyes on God. You better stop looking around and you better look up. You better look up to the one who promised never to leave or forsake you. You better look up to the one who's able to keep you from falling. You better look up to the one who is your refuge, your fortress, your strong tower, your chief cornerstone, your battle axe, your banner, and your shield. Because I'm here to tell you, when your eyes are set on God, then we get loosed from spirits of fear, rejection, and inadequacy. When our eyes are set on God, then we're freed from spirits of infirmity, helplessness, and hopelessness. When our eyes are set on God, our status changes, our outlook changes. What had us bound loses its power, and we are able to stand with conviction, strength, and might. I'm here to tell you today, no matter what comes your way, no matter what people say, think, or do to you, no matter what the doctor's report shows, no matter what the balance in your checking account is, no matter how your family acts, no matter what is going on in the world around you, God is looking for you to say, my heart is fixed and my mind's made up and my eyes are set on God who is able to do all things but fail. Hallelujah. My brothers and my sisters, we live in a problematic world, which means problems will always be a part of our earthly life. We can't get away from them. To walk in victory, we should expect to experience storms because storms will come. And in those uncomfortable seasons, we have to trust God, for we serve a God who cannot fail. We serve a God who specializes in things that seem impossible. And to walk in victory, we got to believe that deep down in our hearts, there is nothing that we will go through that God can't fix. When we set our eyes on God, and we stop focusing on the storms and the problems and the difficulties, God will release his divine power to move on our behalf. See, to walk in victory, we have to know where our help comes from, and our help, it comes from the Lord. The songwriter penned it so beautifully, I was sinking deep in sin. Far from the peaceful shore, much like Peter in the scripture, and very deeply stained within. He was sinking, and we were sinking to rise no more. But the master, hallelujah, of the sea, he heard our despairing cry. And from the waters, he lifted us. Now safe am I, love lifting you. Love, 
love lifted you. Well, you know how the story ends. Peter comes to his senses, and he cries out in his bleakest moment, Lord, save me. And the Bible says that Jesus reached out his hand, and he rescued Peter. You know Christ makes the difference. There is no way, saints, that we can conquer the storms of life without Christ. If you have Christ today, you have the victory. But if you don't have Christ, then what you will continue to be is a victim and not a victor. Well, I hope you enjoyed this week's sermon. I want to encourage you to head to newlifecommunity.us and click on the Connect tab for all of your next steps. I'd also love to encourage you to share with us any of the ways that we can be praying on that Connect card as well. Until next time, take care, everyone.